Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
All right, everybody. So, I'm going to say this Friday here Real Talk with me. Um, we have a special guest in the building today. We're going to have Miss uh, Suzanne Wayne. I hope I got that right. Uh, Suzanne, uh, are you there? I am. It's actually pronounced Huang. Hi, Lee. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't. <laughs> it's been nice. Well, how are you doing, Suzanne? How's it going? I, I'm doing good. Did you get to see the movie? Uh, no, I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to see it, you know, but I will watch it now, now that you, uh, now that you, uh, decided to come on the show, I will go see it. I'll go see Yay. it this weekend. Yay! <laughs> it's so funny. I bet it is. Now, uh, Suzanne, um, for the listeners who may not know who Suzanne Wong is, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I was uh, the host of House Hunters on HGTV. It was the number one show for almost Mm -hmm. 10 years. That's how most people know me, from House Hunters and House Hunters International. I knew you looked familiar. I love that show. Oh, thank you. And then I played this crazy character named Polly on the show Las Vegas on NBC with James Caan and Josh Dumel and James LaShure and Vanessa Marcel. So I got to be a funny character on that show on NBC for four seasons. And I'm a stand-up comedian. I've won a couple of comedy festivals, and I'm a writer and a teacher and a, you know, I'm a, I'm a lot of things, Lee. <laughs> oh wow! Now, what what got you uh, started in um, you know, doing a uh, comedy? Like, how'd you get your start? Well, I had been I've been acting for 28 years, but about 16 years ago, I was in acting class at the Beverly Hills Playhouse here in Los Angeles, where they encourage you to dare to do something bold, to risk being a failure, and try things you've never tried before, and write your own material. So I thought I would try stand-up comedy for the first time ever, and I got up and told stories about stupid things people say to Asian women because I know I look like this, but I was born in Virginia. So I would travel the country. I used to be a road, a roving road warrior reporter for FX and Fox doing different live mm-hmm. human interest segments for different shows. And people would come up to me and say things like, hey, Mugu Gai Pan, or hey, teach me karate, or oh, your English is so good. Or they'd say, oh, Suzanne, how does that dry cleaning process actually work? Or, you know, just <laughs> on and on and on. Or, hey, what does dog taste like when you eat it? I mean, so I just basically told a bunch of stories about stupid things people would say to me when they would first meet me. And the teacher said, oh, I like this. This is funny. Um, but I think you should also try embracing the stereotype of Asian women that you hate so much. And I Mm -hmm. said, what are you talking about? Why would I do that? I'm trying to prove to everyone that I'm nothing like it. And he said, well, that's the problem. Whatever you resist persists. So you're still at the effect of it, but you're just on the flip side of it. What if you embraced it as part of who you are, not certainly all of who you are, because you are Korean, just to see what happens. And I was so furious. I wanted to quit. I thought he became a terrible teacher, and I wanted, you know, I was plotting his death. But then I realized it's crazy to take a class and not even try what the teacher is recommending. So I decided the next day that I was going to try to embrace the stereotype, whatever that means. And because I didn't really want to do it, my heart wasn't in it, I took a lesson from some British actors who, you know, British actors sometimes work from the outside in. If they get the right hat or the right shoes, it informs their character. If they get the right outfit or the wardrobe, and they, they, they let that inform their character. 
So I went to Koreatown and I bought a full-length Korean dress called a hanbok, a lot of which you will see in the new movie, A Weekend with the Family, which I'm starring in. I got the dress and I got the special shoes and a fan and I just put the outfit on in my house and I had no idea. I was just furious. I had no idea what I was going to do with this assignment until finally I came up with the idea of what if she were a stand-up comic? What if she were fresh off the boat from Korea? What if she's terrible at it? What if she tells racist jokes but she doesn't even know they're racist? What if she tells uh, really overtly dark, offensive jokes but she doesn't even know what she's doing? And I got really excited to create a satire on racism and prejudice and stereotypes in America. And that character's name is Sung Hee Park, and I won the Las Vegas Comedy Festival and the New York Comedy Festival Andy Kaufman Award from doing this character and it really mm-hmm. has just been such a glorious experience because I'm making fun of the very thing that has bothered me my whole life by creating a character who's just sweet and naive and innocent and she doesn't even realize that she's being offensive now where did you get the character to get in that stage because like, you know I want the people all the time who know Julie think they're funny I'm like well get on that stage like how did you work with the Lord to actually get on stage Well, I had a background in acting for many years before I started doing stand-up, so I was used to being on stage, and I think that I'm just a natural ham at heart, and I was Mm -hmm. born Mm -hmm. with big balls, Lee. I just, I don't know what to tell you. People have always said, I can't believe how much courage you have, and I guess to me, courage isn't the absence of fear. I've heard this quote before, it's having fear but walking through it anyway. You know, I I still get nervous. I I can get jittery, but I just I just do it anyway, and it infuses me with a feeling of courage. Instead of waiting for that feeling of courage before I take an action, I just take the mm-hmm. action, and then I'm filled with that feeling. Now tell us about the house hunters. Like, um, you know, fan of community. I'm just thinking, like, how'd you end up doing house hunting? Because you know, I seen the show. I look at it all the time. They're basically showing off houses. You know, and the time I would have maybe like a real estate agent. I mean, are you a real estate agent too? On no, no. That, that started because I was living in New York City, and my television commercial agent got me an audition for a TV hosting job. So my first hosting job was on FX called Breakfast Time. It was a morning show with Tom mm-hmm. Bergeron. And then I did a show called The Pet Department about animals. I hosted that show. I did a show called Personal FX about people who collect things. Then I did a show called Fox After Breakfast, which was on Fox, which is another morning show where I traveled the country doing live human interest segments. Then I flew to Los Angeles because I got a job uh, hosting a show on Lifetime called New Attitudes. And then after that, I got the job hosting House Hunters. So I had done a lot of TV hosting before getting House Hunters. It just seems to come naturally to me. I'm, I'm a very curious person. I love to talk to people. I love to ask questions. I feel like every person is a gold mine, and everybody has multiple stories from their lives that the world would benefit from hearing. You know, Maya Angelou once said, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. So one of my mm-hmm. passions is to to encourage people to write and tell their stories and act and express themselves or sing or dance or do whatever you need to do to express your emotions and express your creativity. Now I wonder, like, what advice do you give to like people that, you know looking to get into like uh, entertainment or comedy or acting or music? Because you know I got a buddy of mine, you know he's forty five, he still lives at home, and he, he's trying to start a rap career. So I don't really have any. You know, good advice to give her. Like maybe you could, you know, share some type, you know, some some good advice for him. Maybe what he could do. 
Well, I would say uh, it would make a lot of sense to study your craft and practice and rehearse as much as possible, whatever it is that interests you. I actually teach a, uh, an artist workshop called The Playing Field here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. every week for artists of any type, actors, comedians, writers, singers, dancers, rappers, poets, magicians, anything you want to try and do and express, keynote speakers. I even have people who get up and give speeches, or you could be mm -hmm. an attorney, or you could be a realtor or an executive who gives PowerPoint presentations presentations, anyone who performs or communicates in front of a group of people and they want to do it at a higher level. But I would say throw yourself into the craft of whatever it is, study, practice, rehearse, get really good so that when you have the opportunities come to you, you will have the skill and the technique to back it up. Oh, definitely. See, that's definitely good advice. So I, maybe, maybe that gentleman's not taking, uh, taking it serious. I hope he's listening because, um, you know, I think people have to take it seriously and what you just described, that sounds like somebody who will be taking it seriously. Now, right, um, and, that's, and that's, also that's, in, the, in the world of entertainment, it's really important to mm -hmm. keep your self-esteem high no matter what's going on around you. If you go to auditions to be told that you're wonderful and your self-esteem is going to roller coaster based on any given audition, then this is not the business for you. You really have to make sure that you tell yourself and you give yourself uh, – praise and acknowledgement and that you're grateful for what, you, what you're doing and where you are so that when you walk into an audition room, you are going to do something that you love and not going to make them tell you that you're wonderful. Tell yourself that you're wonderful. I like that advice. Um, I was going to ask, you all feel like so conscious because I, I talked to a lot of people, you know, I probably did a, a few thousand different interviews and um, people always, you know, they're kind of like self-conscious. You know, you know felt that like a uh, Oh my gosh, what am I going to look? You know, like when you're in movies or on TV, uh, what am I going to look like? I hope I don't look like this. I hope I don't come off like that. Do you ever, uh, you know, you ever had that experience? Maybe when I first started, I was insecure because I didn't know what I was doing, and I would watch myself in something that I acted in 28 years ago, mm -hmm. and I would think, oh, wow, you're terrible. You better start <laughs> You better start taking some acting classes because you don't know what you're doing. I was really overacting and making crazy, you know, body gestures to sort of show what was going on, and it was just, it was terrible. But now that I have more confidence in my abilities and I, I really trust that I know what I'm doing, I don't really do that to myself as much. And, you know, I'm a big believer in creating your own destiny. I'm a stage four breast cancer survivor and thriver. In oh, wow. 2011, I was given six months to live. And I wow. reversed that disease with a combination of Western, Eastern, alternative, holistic medicine, but I changed my lifestyle and I learned some life lessons. I had to really learn to slow down and stay still and ask for help and love and receive it. Every woman I know who has or had breast cancer has spent her whole mm -hmm. life taking care of everybody else and nurturing everybody else and putting herself last on the list. And this mm -hmm. journey has been about learning about self-nurturing, making sure that I was sleeping enough and eating healthy and exercising and meditating and laughing and having balance in my own life. And in Asian culture, I don't know how you feel about the way you were raised, but in my family, you don't talk about when things aren't going well. You don't share your problems. It's considered low class. And so I kept it wow. a secret the first five years I had cancer. And we really are only as sick as our secrets. We are not meant to go through things alone. And as soon as I came out of the cancer closet, I did an NBC News interview and a press release. <laughs> I received so much of 
I don't know, in- unconditional love and support, a tsunami mm-hmm. of love from family members, friends, and fans who I had never met all over the world. And really, Lee, I was loved back to life. The, oh, okay, so I was just about to ask you, you think that helped? You know, that helped, uh, you know, sharing I know it with that folks it did. Like I know that it helped for me to throw my pride and ego out the window, get humble and vulnerable, ad- admit what was really going on, reveal my secret that I had been struggling with cancer and the the love and support and the visualizations and the prayers and the resources and I went a half a million dollars into debt and people started sending contributions to help me pay my bills because a lot of the cancer treatments that I did were not covered by insurance. I mean, I it was such a remarkable experience and I am now happier and healthier than I ever was before I got cancer. Yeah, and uh, people, I don't think people, um, you know, realize how serious that is. Uh, my aunt, uh, aunt Lynette passed away maybe like eight months ago from, you know, from breast cancer. Yeah, you know, it's really. It's, you know, it's a very serious thing. It is a very serious thing, and I still believe that you can find the levity and humor in anything and that you can transform your situation depending on your attitude and perspective about it. So actually I started to do stand-up comedy about my journey. I'm writing a book about my journey. I tell people that I had breast cancer three times in 10 years because like most Asians, I'm an overachiever. I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. just once, Lee. I'm going to do that three times. <laughs> not just stage one, stage four. What, what? Woohoo! And also when the doctor called me to tell me I had breast cancer, I said, wow, this is going to be great material for my stand-up comedy act. And she said, what? And I said, tragedy plus time equals comedy, so this is going to kill. And, and I said, are you sure my boobs are so small? Are you sure? How could I possibly have breast cancer? Anyway, I was just I started cracking jokes about it, and it really helped me get through it. I wanted to ask, were you scared of how people were going to perceive you from telling them, or were you scared that they were going to treat you different? Absolutely. I was scared about all those things, but the guy I was dating at the time, he he really encouraged me. He said, listen, uh, people need you. People need your help now. People are going through this now. Don't wait until you're done curing yourself you need to talk about it now because you're dealing it with honesty and courage and with humor and you people really need to talk about this i was basically in the cancer closet what am i ashamed of i felt ashamed and embarrassed and like a failure for having breast cancer i mean that's ridiculous but that's how i felt and as soon as i decided to stop thinking of it that way and just share with people what was going on with me Everybody who's been going through it started to reach out to me and say, oh, I'm struggling too. I need help. What did you do? And we started talking about it and sharing resources and sharing support. And I'm so, so glad I decided to talk about it. Now, every once in a while, somebody says something horrible. But for the most part, I got support. I do remember somebody posting on Facebook, uh, you wouldn't have cancer if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I'm thinking, you don't even know what my religious beliefs are, and how dare you act like, do you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. no Christian has ever gotten breast cancer? I mean, I exactly. just thought that was, so, that, was, that was so awful. But, you know, for the most part, people just were incredibly supportive and generous and kind, and I got to have an experience of staying still and receiving when I had been sort of giving do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My whole life and caretaking my whole life. I got to be on the receiving end. And I have to tell you, it was quite a moving experience. I mean, 
my friends came over to my house and they would scrub my floors and walk my dog and do errands and bring food over and sing me songs and do interpretive dance and read books to me and bring over funny movies and just anything to cheer me up. And I, I mean, I it was so hard for me to receive at first. And my friends said, finally, you've been jipping us out of half a friendship. And I said, what do you mean? I didn't want to burden you. And they said, what are you talking about? When we're not doing well, we tell you and you rush in and love us back to life. When you're not doing well, you keep it a secret, and we have no idea, and we don't get the joy of rushing in and loving you. And you've been jipping us, and we're so grateful and ecstatic to reciprocate. And I had never thought of it that way, Lee. Oh, man, that's definitely a positive thing. I wanted to ask real quick, Lee. Do you think people don't realize that uh, physically and mentally can help you carry yourself you know, all at the same time, because people probably think, oh, well, if it's not a physical thing, it won't cure myself, but they don't realize mental can play a a big part of healing yourself as well. Absolutely. Oh, my God, I'm so glad you said that. It absolutely plays a huge part. I'm telling you that my attitude from the very beginning was that I'm going to die someday, but not from this. And that's what I manifested for myself. And I think it should be illegal for a doctor to tell you that you have a certain amount of time to live because some people, unfortunately, consider their one Western medicine doctor to be the word of God. And they absolutely believe what that doctor says. So if that doctor says you have two weeks to live, in two weeks that person drops dead. Well, I don't buy into that. I rolled up my sleeves and I told my oncologists, I plan to outlive you. So bye-bye. I'm going to find a different doctor. Mm. Because really, truly, do you know what a placebo is? You know, when they give you a pill, it's really nothing in it, but they tell you that it's going to cure your illness and you completely believe it, then that pill that doesn't have anything in it actually heals your body because you believe it 100%. That's called the placebo effect. There's actual scientific proof that your thoughts and your attitude shape your physicality. Also, think of how many things stress causes. Stress causes high blood pressure, heart attacks, ulcers, acne, bowel problems. That's all from stress. So, of course, the opposite of stress, right, joy, optimism, meditation, that can be so healing. Most definitely, most definitely. Now, uh, I see, man, 28 years, that's a long time. You do not look, you know, you look pretty young. Like, that's a long time. Thank you, Lee. I always say Black don't crack and yellow don't mellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, that, that's an amazing career. You know what I mean? Like, uh, a lot of people are lucky to even just, you know, uh, for one, just get in and, you know, be accepted, but then to get in and stay in as long as you had. Like, um, you know, maybe you could share with the listeners, like, what's your secret for maintaining and looking so young? And then I guess the secret for, you know, being able to still maintain a level of success with, you know, the way things are now, you know. You can do something this week, and next week people are like, well, what did you do? You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, I'll tell you this. I think that the reason that I look so young is because I have kept a childlike wonder in my heart. I love to play and laugh. I express my emotions. I don't hold them in. I'm a creative person, so I love to be creating and always be in creative mode. You know, with everything that's going on in the world, I believe that the opposite of war is not peace. Because the opposite of destruction is not stasis. The opposite of destruction is creation. So the opposite of war is art. And the reason that I look young and stay young and that is because I have a great attitude. I'm an optimistic person. I have faith. 
I visualize what I want, I express myself, and I'm an artist, and I encourage other people to develop and nurture the artist within themselves. And the way that I've maintained my success in the industry is by maintaining a great attitude. I'm a big believer in the law of attraction, that you manifest the things that you think about the most and what your core beliefs are, are what happen in your life. My parents raised me kissing and hugging me every day, telling me they love me, that I'm wonderful and that I can accomplish anything that I want to in the world. And I believed them. So my life is a manifestation of the legacy belief that they instilled in me that anything is possible, that miracles happen every day. In fact, because of that, I manifested the miracle of reversing a death sentence. I reversed stage four breast cancer. The cancer had spread to my skull, my sternum, my left breast, my right breast, my back, my lymph nodes, my hip. I mean, you know, everyone else would have said, oh, well, you better get your affairs in order because you're gone. And that was five years ago. And I'm not checking out for a long time. I got too much more to do. Hello? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Like this uh, like this awesome new movie. Uh, tell us how that came about. How did you uh, end up in this movie with this all-star cast? Oh, my goodness. I started doing stand-up comedy about 16 years ago with Chandrella Avery of Napoleon Dynamite fame. And she and I loved each other. We've kept in touch over the years. And she's one of the producers of this film, A Weekend with the Family. It stars Marcus Houston and Karuchi Tran. And Chandrella read the script, and she thought, I can't think of anybody better to play this role than Suzanne Huang. So I get to play Sue Clancy, who's the mother of Karuchi Tran, who's dating Marcus Houston. And there's all this crazy hilarity that ensues when the Korean culture clashes with the black culture and it is so funny and so wrong and so dumb you're going to laugh your ass off and there's heart to it too I hope that we tug on your heartstrings, and I think that it can be really healing to be honest uh, between the mm-hmm. Korean community and the black community especially given what happened after the riots here in LA I really mm-hmm. am so happy that there's a romantic comedy that brings Korean and black culture together Oh man, well, so is, is, it, is it really like a uh, is like an underlying thing with other uh, Korean and uh in the uh, black culture, or was it was it, is it, it really is. something like there taboo or so what? Much- there's been so much animosity and lack of understanding and you know a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of animosity comes from fear of the unknown and not understanding and just ignorance just plain ignorance about you know something that's different fear of something that's different and i think that it's so petty because i really do believe like the buddhists that we are all one we are all one mm-hmm. human family and we need to start listening to each other more and flowing love and compassion to each other more and i really do believe that that this film has such a beautiful heart and spirit underneath it. So I really am looking forward to people watching this film. Oh, my goodness. Dorian Wilson plays my husband. Wendy Raquel Robinson plays the mother of uh, Marcus Houston's character and uh, Clifton Powell. I mean, we were laughing so hard on the set. I can't even tell. It's amazing that we would get through a take. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say you've already dispelled this rumor unconsciously because you said you and Sean Drummond, who's an African American, uh, you know, actor, staff, comedian, have been good friends for 16 years. So, you know, that alone says that, you know, you know, uh, a lot of that stuff, you know, probably isn't true. You know what I mean? Exactly. 
Exactly. Or that women don't support each other. I mean, Chandrella and I are the proof of the opposite of that, that that you can be a good person and a, a solid person and a loving person and believe in abundance and not buy into fear of scarcity and help other mm-hmm. women in the business. And, you know, I, I don't believe in statistics. Those are just numbers about what other people have created in the past. If I bought into statistics, I'm female, minority, 50. 53 years old and I have one and a half boobs. I shouldn't be working at all, but I'm working all the time. So I just don't buy into any negative talk or scarcity consciousness or any of that. And when people complain about a lack of diversity, I encourage Mm -hmm. anybody who wants to complain about lack of diversity because their stories aren't being told to write, create, produce, act, direct, become cinematographers, become studio executives. Don't expect a bunch of white people in Hollywood to tell the stories that you want to hear create them yourself empower yourselves don't whine and be a victim and complain create your own content and change the world oh yeah i completely agree because a lot of people are complaining but you have so many platforms that you can use these days to me there is no excuse like you can sit around with 101 excuses or you can do something about it Exactly, exactly. I'm so sorry, Lee. I have to split. I have another interview I have to do, but it's been so wonderful speaking to you. Oh, now we had a blast. Uh, Give out your social media uh, so everybody can connect with you before you go. Absolutely. uh, I'm on Facebook. Yes, awesome. Facebook, I'm Suzanne Huang, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-W-H-A-N-G. That's also my handle on Twitter and on Instagram. I have a website, SuzanneHuang.com. Totally go see the movie and tell me what you think. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. I definitely will. I, I'm definitely going to go see it. I will see that thing in the next week. I, I, you have my word. And then uh, I will definitely you, try to get in contact. I'll contact uh, Charmaine and uh, let her know how I think she can get in contact with you. So uh, thank you very much, Suzanne. We really appreciated it, man. Thank you, uh, Lee. Uh, we got to have you back. I'm going to have a good one. Bye. 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 Well, that was Suzanne Wayne from the, from the hit movie. It just, it just hit theaters uh, today, actually. It's in theaters today. Um, yeah, it sounds like a good one last night. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, it, it's going to be big, man. That, that's the thing I was uh, promoting, man. That's, it, it's going to be really big, man. Y'all going to get some tickets, man. Go check it out. Please support. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, she probably brings a lot of life uh, to the uh, movie. You know, she's For sure, like man. Long as long as you finally got a, a, a page, you're going to get a list of your information, you know, how you can connect with you, or are you still hiding Are you here, Yeah, I'm here. I think you want to tell the listeners, you know, you got a Facebook and Twitter they can go to, maybe connect with me? Uh, uh, yeah, you can connect with uh, me on uh, Jaguar, uh, like the animal Jaguar, dot Severin, S-E-V-E-R-I-N. Uh, you got any questions, comments, go ahead and uh, leave them there. And, um, yeah, or just real talk with Lee. And, um, you know, you can reach me all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Amina, are you there? You want to say something to the people? Maybe you watch your social media. She's going to be our new, uh, new oh. personality. So Hi she's guys. just she's in the background, like, you know, training, learning the game. But uh, uh, yeah. tell the people how they can find you, too, because they want to see you. Believe that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My IG is Miss No Flaws. Model is life. So it's M I S S N O. F L A W W S and then model is life, so just M O D E L 
L I F E. So that's where you guys can find me. I know hey, look, man, maybe so, y'all. If you guys are nah, it's all good, man. Maybe y'all heard it here first, man. Um, as usual, man, we doing big things, man. So y'all keep an eye. Out. We we still out here on this grind. Y'all still gonna see it at all the all the major events. You know how we do it. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. That's oh, I always like to leave y'all with words of encouragement. Um, the family that lays together stays together. And remember, <laughs> don't smoke it all in one place. We got to get out the building. I'll holler back. Type of lady that can own the night Angel in the dress, blessing in disguise When hearts connect, you can see it in the eyes No metaphor for your aura, baby, you got it In your love bank, let me make a deposit Give you my time before I give you my wallet Give you the world just cause you deserve it Never have I seen a picture so perfect Go girl, work it, work out just to look good Timeless smile plus cook good Keep it till the reaper come True rider for the castle Really don't mind hoes who hassle But when war come, ready for battle I see ya, mama mia, humble diva Don't do songs but known for her features Got so much class, your ass should have been a teacher Make a nigga really wanna bring a preacher to meet you, girl Goddamn, you cold as ice I thought I'd let you know I thought I'd let you know Goddamn, you cold as ice Don't lose control Don't lose control Goddamn, you cold as ice Baby girl, when the rain it pours, so how about we go to a place where it don't rain no more? Yeah, you and me. Uh, when the rain it pours, baby girl, when the rain it pours, so how about we go to a place where it don't rain no more? Yeah, you and me. Uh, let me take you to eternal bliss. She said she wanted more than less, she wanted happiness, security, embrace the insecurity, sick of lanes. So she said the cure was me. I feel it. It's cool. Girl, you rockin' with the finest To make them like this, you have to redefine science Never go against our reliance Let's take a trip to an island or the pina coladas Laugh about to come up when the sun go down We fuckin' to the sun up, it's nothing, just me and you Told me her sex was a weapon, turned around, hit me with a 22 like With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.